Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where the streets, streets and, and politics, politics meet. meet. What's up, Mice? How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored on this blessed Tuesday. I have as made a few of latest today. Yes, you are latest. <laughs> my oh. apologies. My apologies. Well, it is a blessed day. Um, every day is a blessed day. I tell you so much stuff that's happening in the world that every day you have to acknowledge that you are still here because because you could not be it's a lot of things going on. I'll tell you, but we gotta I'm late, and we have a um a good show, a good guest coming up who I'm sure wants to get into some 
very uh, specific conversation around the politics in our nation. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that's important on Sundays, we have started, obviously you weren't able to do it on this past Sunday, but we've started uh, a new thing where we're going live to cover different issues uh, and give people opportunity to talk about stuff happening in their communities, things they care about, issues that's happening. Uh, because on the show, we generally get, uh, you know, just the one guest in and maybe we can talk about some issues, but due to timing, as we know, it always sort of, um, you know, and also the final edits and all of that stuff, people get to hear just a portion of what we've discussed um, and, and or we only present a portion. And so I think the lives that we are now doing on Sundays is going to help us to give more space to um, more people, a wide array of folks to come on and talk from different perspectives. And the reason why I thought of that as it relates to our guest today is because sometimes we don't agree or we often have um, our, you know, we, we have different perspectives. I, I wouldn't say we don't agree because we agree on a lot of things, but we have different perspectives. And on the live this week, um, I had Tony Lindsay on, who's one of my Facebook friends, who's now become our guy that comes to our events and whatnot. And Tony and I often have debates about a lot of different issues. And I think what's important is that so many people think we only talk to folks that we know. We only talk to people who say yes, yes, man. And it's not true. Every day we're in conversation with people, including you and I debating issues back and forth. So I'm excited to hear what will happen and therefore we will have to move along. You know, I definitely am excited to hear what the guest has to say. You know, there's so much going on, like you said, um, over the weekend, you know, when, I want to say happy birthday to two of my close friends, my boy Harry O and my boy Shelby, you know, Virgo and my sister. Let me make sure I don't forget that. Her and right. Shelby, her birthday, September 10th. So you know, I went and celebrated him. And then, you know, when you when you just around family and friends, it just reflects. Like you said, we got to be happy that we still here because everybody didn't make it here. You know, so it's, it's so many different things that go on in our community. So many different, you know, fights. And we can't have all the fights. We, we you know, I tell people all the time, I can't be involved in every fight. I, I come to my page, I go to Instagram, and go, oh, you ain't talking about this. You ain't, I don't even know about that. I, I didn't choose not to talk about it. Sometimes I just don't know, you know, so I just, I just advise. But it's okay to say, I don't even, I'm, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. Don't it might it. even be triggering. You could actually <laughs> say, this is something I can't handle. Yeah, the pick and choose shit is correct. I do pick and choose. I pick and choose things that I'm passionate about. I pick and choose things that I feel that I know about. You know, I choose things that I want to fight for. I don't have to fight or speak on things that you want me to speak on. I'm not a puppet. You don't got your hand in the back going like this. Yo, you need to talk about this. And why you ain't... I talk about the things that I feel best suited to talk about. Things... I fight for things that I know that I'm willing to fight to from tooth to nail about. You understand? Yeah. So if, if, I don't, if I don't think that that's something that I'm going to get on and really fight for it, and I'm just doing it because, you know, the people say to do it, then I'm not going to do it. Well, well, but you know, I think it's a way that the people can come to you. One of the things that happened in the live is that I, I posted, I'm going live. You can disagree. You can disagree, but you can't come here being rude and disrespectful, right? And so I think that's one of the problems. It's not to say from my perspective 
that just because someone asks me to get involved in something or they tell me to look at it, that I'm not going to do it or I don't want to do it or whatever. It's more so that I know what I have the capacity to handle. And when I was younger in this movement, I tried to do everything. And then a lot of stuff either was undone and or, you know, I wasn't necessarily proud of the effort that I was able to put into it. That's just the way it is. And oftentimes there are things that's going on in the background that people have no idea about. So there are people who are like, well, why didn't you come to the aid of so-and-so person or do such and such thing? Or why are you not saying anything about that? And they have no idea that perhaps we've already talked to those people. We already know them. We've engaged with them. Could have decided with them that you're going to stay away from it. Maybe people don't even like you. Maybe you don't like them. Maybe there's conflict. You don't know all the time. And because of the fact that we're not trying to be messy and there's so much other work going on that we may not explain it. Yeah, pretty much, man. It's, it's, it's so many um, underlying facts that go into the work that we do. And, you know, and I understand that, like you said, there are no leaders who are above critique. And I understand that. But, you know, disrespect and critique and assumption is so, so different. People just think that because you have a public profile that they can just say whatever they want to you. And that I'm not I don't believe in that. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have to deal with me with a level of respect. Just like you said, we can have we can have discourse. We can disagree, but we ain't going to have disrespect. Mm -hmm. This is true. So speaking of disrespect, I feel that the people of Atlanta are being disrespected, which is why we're wearing our Stop Cop City shirts today. Um, you know, for folks who don't understand or don't know, because uh, I did see some people in the comments yesterday who were like, excuse me, I want to support the cause, but I don't know what it is. And I was posting a lot about it. Of course, a lot of people were. So in Atlanta, Georgia and Fulton County, which is which happens to be the same um, district, I don't know what they call it, but the same area uh, where Fannie Williams, the same woman who has both Young Thug and a bunch of other folks under RICO charges and Donald Trump um, charged with uh, under RICO, um, the RICO law. So Fannie also has um, the uh, RICO charges against protesters in Atlanta, Georgia, for uh, their efforts to stop Cop City from being built in Fulton County. Now, as we know, Fulton County is primarily a black county, right? Primarily, at least it was the foundation. I'm sure as gentrification continues, other people are moving in, but Fulton County is a place that is well known to the black community. Now, we all understand very clearly that we've been fighting against additional police budgets for training and whatever, because we do not believe that the current system can just be trained better. It has to be torn apart and rebuilt because we also believe that whatever money you already given them, it, it should be allocated to that. If you're going to do it, then allocate that to it. Don't give more money away from resources from the community. Absolutely. I know I've said this many times when I am in Georgia and Atlanta, you know, we go around our people. That's what we love. We go to the hood. We eat the restaurants in the hood. We always, as soon as we get to a city, we like take us to where the community stuff is. We want whatever the, if it's ribs, we want, well, you don't eat the ribs, but I will. If it's ribs, we want to go to the ribs spot. If it's fish, we want to go to the local seafood spot. That's what we do. 
But I can say that when I am in Atlanta and I am there often, I feel a little uncomfortable with some of the folks in the unhoused community that are absolutely suffering with severe mental um, mental health issues, right? Because it is very clear. So when you have a budget of multi, 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 multi millions of dollars, now they claim they found some more money that's going towards this project that they didn't know in the city council that that had been allocated. All of this money going to building a police facility or a facility that will train police officers. And then they'll say, yeah, no, it's not just police officers, other essential workers too. Sure, firefighters, the police, and others, right? Other uh, other first responders will be trained in this facility. They're building this place. Um, and again, they say, they try to make it that it's a very balanced atmosphere with training for all these, in, these different groups. But what they don't like to talk about often and which you have to read the fine print to find out is that one of the training pieces for police is one that cops will be coming from all over the country and they will be trained by the Israel defense military, the Israel defense military. Now, these are the people, the same people that we as American taxpayers, folks be like, why should I care about that? I ain't studying the people in, in, in Palestine. I'm worried about folks that's on my block. I don't agree with that, but even if you take that position, your taxpayer dollars is going to it. The $10 billion that we send to Palestine, which is our taxpayer, I mean, excuse me, to Israel, which to, to Israel, for Israel to fight against the Palestinians. And in my judgment, for there to be some people who are there, not all Jews, not all, we're talking about the state of Israel, to be there and oppress the Palestinian people and we pay for it, it's already a slap in the face. And we were there and saw with our own eyes what the Israeli defense military does. We saw it. We know what they do. They wouldn't even let us walk around in the communities without showing our identification to prove that we were Americans because in, in, in different places, the Palestinians on their own land are unable to move around free. And at, at many different times, any given day, you'll see Palestinian groups and other allies, Sean King, of course, Linda Sarsour posting that the, 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 the military there has killed a number of people, including children they will be running some of the training at this facility in Georgia. Why we need that, I don't know. So the organizers in Georgia, we don't need it. We don't need more money going to training because officers are trained and their budgets are the most exploded budget budgets of most agencies in any city. So they have money. So like you said, reallocate the resources if you feel that the current resources, if you feel they need some additional training, but their training works in other communities. Their training generally keeps them from being hostile and, and killing unarmed and or people in, uh, in other communities who are even dangerous. They know how to do that and they do it very well. 
when they come into our communities, it is a total different attitude. And I know for sure that the current mayor of Atlanta and others have acknowledged the level of police abuse. So their thing is, oh, well, we're going to train them. We don't need training. What we need is the unhoused people off the streets. We need more uh, to get rid of food deserts so people have actual healthy food that they can eat in their communities. We need housing that people can afford. We need education. That's what we need because the better the community is doing, the least you will need police officers in those communities. And so that's our position. And we definitely don't need an outside military agency coming into our country, training police officers who are already too militarized, who are already using too much force when dealing with our people, and it's going to be located in the community where our people live. It's too much. So, so the Stop Cop City campaign, uh, shout out to Queen Yanazaha and a number of other folks, uh, Attorney Gerald Griggs from the NAACP, and a number of others who are there on the ground and have been working for, oh, now it's been going on a long time. I don't know exactly the dates to stop this from happening. They have RICO charges against protesters who went into the area. They're mainly environmental protesters who went into the area where this facility will be built that is in the forest. It, they have to cut down trees. It's all types of environmental um, uh, uh, implications. And for people who have an issue in saying things like, oh, well, that's white folks, that's not black folks, it's called intersectionality. It's what it's yeah. called. So there's so much happening. We want you guys to check it out. All the people want is for a referendum to be on the ballot so they can have the people of Georgia, the people of Atlanta, vote on whether they want this facility in their community. And the city is doing everything they can to stop and block those individuals from being able to get that referendum on the ballot crazy it's just, it's it's really it's mind-boggling to me how you know how because it, i don't know why it's mind-boggling because they get it they realize that over policing doesn't work you know they realize that that in the communities where crime is less poverty is less right they realize what what actually can stop crime and and, and cut down the need for police but they won't do that they'll continue to fund you know, the 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 response instead of being proactive, right? Your response, because the police are not stopping crimes in communities. They're arresting people who commit the crime. So if you really want to stop something, you want to make communities safer, then you would make the community flourish, right? You would give the resources in the community. You would make sure that the millions of dollars that you want to keep allocating to build the new cities, build some new, you know, playgrounds and communities, build some you know, community centers in the communities where the violence is happening, build the resources and, and you know, have courses and have educational things that the kids actually want to learn that that is culturally relevant, that they can figure out how they can keep themselves out of trouble and they can actually be financially stable and create, create generational wealth. They don't want to create those things. They just want to keep giving communities of color and, and you know, disenfranchised community police instead of enfranchising those communities. So, you know, I, I was saying it's mind-boggling, but I get it. That's a part of capitalism, right? It's, it's what capitalism needs. In order for capitalism to continue to, to function properly, there has to be a class where criminality and, you know, violence and all those things happen because you have to feed. In order for the, the top 2 and 5% to continue to get rich, you need the bottom people that you feed off, right? These are the people that you continue to make your money off. 
So, you know, I understand that they're going to invest in prisons. They're going to invest in the police to do this. They're going to invest in every stock possible that's going to show that our communities are the worst and continue to invest in those things. And, and that's why they're going to continue to make sure that our communities look like they do so they can have something to invest in and get rich off. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is, I'm sure that they are black elected officials because the entire city, not the entire city council, but many of the black electeds, there are some who are speaking out against it, but many of the black elected officials and a lot of the influences, whether they be pastors, whether they be celebrities or whatever, have either said nothing or who have actually been a part of this. They would argue with you that what are you talking about? I don't want to keep my community down. I'm, I'm sure the current mayor would say, I don't want to keep my community down. What do you mean? I'm here to empower my community. No, but what you're doing is a, you are being used as a tool of white supremacy. We're not saying that you're the one that has designed this to keep our people down. What we're saying is that whatever they offered you or whatever you think you gain by working with the other side or working with the current government who has racist tendencies as well he is he, he actually he actually is like uh governor kemp is like a quiet ron DeSantis. it's not as blatant and sometimes he makes moves that you don't really know whether and you can look at it and say well that was good like the thing he did with the trump piece the other week when he was like nah i, mm -mm, I ain't getting in that there's going to be a trial here and we not I'm not doing anything to um, to stop it from happening or to get involved in obstructing justice. That was good. That makes some people go, oh, OK, yeah, it's a good move. And because he's actually very strategic, but it doesn't mean that he's not also putting forth racist policies in the state of uh, Georgia. And this is one of those policies. And there are Black people who are being used as a tool to help get it done. And so it is really, 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 really sad. Now, let's move on to, and, and we're going to be with our people, basically, on this issue, period. So we're going to the wheels fall off. We're going to be with our people. They got their petition signed. Now there's a fight to get the petitions validated and counted. So there's always going to be something, but the people, regardless of whether they had help from the top celebrities, a shout out to uh, Bernice King, Dr. Bernice King, because she certainly has been saying since the beginning to stop Cop City. Um, and so, you know, and, 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 and whoever else didn't help them doesn't matter because the people are learning that they must help themselves. But speaking of other things that's sad, and it's, you know, a little, I guess, I guess because of the fact that today we are, you know, getting ready to bring on our guests, I'll kind of weave it into my thought of the day. But I think people are pretty miserable that they even care to know, like, there is literally no one's life that I care about so much that I want to go, unless there is some type of physical harm, like physical harm, or some type of implication for the work that we are doing in terms of racial justice. Other than that, I do not really care about what is happening in people's lives. I might see something and laugh about it and say something to my best friends and talk to he he, but to go and try to make a platform of exposing people and this and that, I just don't, to me, I don't get it. It's, it says something about you as a human, I think. 
if that's where you focus your time. And I think this situation with Steve Harvey and his family, Marjorie Harvey and all of it is pretty sad. It really is. Yeah. Um, one, not so much because of the blogs and these gossipers talking about his marriage, because I guess one would say when you put yourself out there as this fabulous couple or whatever, people are going to inquire. I still don't think they should inquire to the point where they want to drag you up and down and put out things. And some of the shit don't even be true. That's the, that's the part that's really crazy, like making up things. But I think I thought that the strawberry, Miss Strawberry, and that situation that um, came out in the last couple of days is pretty sad because one, everybody that works with somebody, I don't care who you are. I, you could be the people who are the best, the closest of friends. Look at us, me, you, Angelo, and Linda, or you, Lin Angelo, no, Angelo, Linda, you, and me. There we go. We all are super tight. We are a family. But nobody here can say, the four of us would be lying if we said that in talking to our significant other and or our bestie or whomever, we don't say, my son gets on my nerves. He's all, he never, you know, reads the text messages. You know, he acts like we beneath him that he don't have to read text messages and I'm not going to keep on telling him such and such. No, you can't sit there and tell me that Linda hasn't said, oh my God, Tamika's calling me. She's calling me. She could do this herself. Like she's always asking me to do, you know, this is what we do. Right. As humans, you go today, you might have had a terrible day at work and you got some shit to say and you might really feel like, oh, so and so husband don't really like me or whatever. But for that shit, the, the conversations with her husband to be leaked for somebody to make some money off of like taking their personal business. You are a miserable son of a bitch. Like, seriously. No, for real. And, and that's what we are. We people love to enjoy somebody else's misery like you understand people are they they wallow in it you know they 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 love to see somebody else going through some bullshit and they want to enjoy it they want to say it's good for you this and that negativity is at an all-time high you know like you said those conversations that them that woman had with her husband those are her personal conversations the, the miserable motherfucking person in that jail though who was who was getting paid just think about it there's somebody who's being paid in a jail, you know, to to probably because all of those calls are monitored, they're monitoring to make sure there's no criminal activity going on in those calls and, and keeping those calls, you know, on record just in case they need to be pulled up for something that proclaimed to justice and, you know, the law. But for somebody who's in the position of that to violate somebody's personal, you know, conversation and leak it to the world, like, how the fuck do y'all, how do y'all be okay for a couple of dollars? Like, it's crazy. It is really crazy that's, that we put people in those positions. And, and based on that call and based on the way it was leaked, there has to be more provisions to protect someone else's, you know, privacy. In, in prison, even though you're a prisoner, you still have rights. It's a human being rights. You know what I'm saying? People should not violate. If you, if you are not outside, once you're being incarcerated and you're in prison, you are serving your sentence from the crime you did. Right. And you are serving your sentence. And within that crime, people can't commit crimes against you and justify them just because within that you, time. Yeah. Within that time, yeah. within that crime, mm -hmm. yeah, within that crime, you so really, within you, that time, within that uh, time. Yeah. Because you keep saying within that crime, 
people can't commit crimes against you. But I think what you're saying- Well, you're serving the time for that crime. Right, people right. People can't commit crimes against you. And it's just like, that, and that's a crime. And, and, and I really think that people need to look into that this situation, people need to find out exactly who it is to trace who was on that call, who take that call, you know, who had access to that call. And everybody who had any access to that call needs to be held responsible until we find out what happened because this shit is fucked up. It's no, really- it look, It's nasty. It's nasty. Yeah, because this is, these are family. You like, you know, you could just tell, I was listening to her statement and, you know, I heard her. She was like, you know, I said what I said, but, you know, it was, it was no way to harm. I didn't think the conversation, but, you know, that's how I felt, you know, and yeah. I and, and I and I love Steve, and I and I, you know, I have respect for their family, but I felt like that at the time, and I never thought that that conversation is just so ugly because now these people are working together in in a family structure, right? And it's it's worse because the world has it, right? It's not like it's an in, internal situation, like he was saying. Right. He's like, you we used to you dealing with our situation internally. We don't go out and talk, but the world has said it, you know. So now the weight of the world's opinions exactly you know constantly weigh on you so and and i and i hope they're able to weather the storm as just a family because you know those people who work together knowing steve and being around steve and and knowing his 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 team you know they they're real tight knit and there's a family structure over there so i hope you know that this doesn't completely damage and they're able to salvage it and be able to move on because you know, it's, it's just a messed up situation. Everything that people think about you, you don't need to know. Sometimes you just don't need to know that your mother is like, I, I can't stand that damn little girl sometimes. Like, you just don't need to hear that, which is why she might say it to your father in the car when you close the door, but she's not going to say it while you're standing right there. She's not, you, you, you're not going to hear your cousin talking to your other cousin about how the chick thinks she all that every time she come around here, she's talking about what she have. It's not necessary. You don't need to know everything about people's opinions about you. And like you said, when the world gets involved, it starts to impact your ego because that's all it is. It's your ego. Because even if you felt like, even if Marjorie Harvey felt like, I don't think Sister Strawberry, I can't even, I don't even know her name. I'm sorry. I can't, it, it slipped me right now. But even if you thought, she don't really like me. I don't, I, we don't, we're not really vibing. You might feel the same way. She might have told Steve, your staff, they treat me funny. I don't know why they act like such and such because people have come to you. People have gone to you as my son and said, Tamika is, is, is like, I don't think I could joke with her. Like she seems like she's, and you like, what are you talking about? Talk to Tamika, like she's fine. How many people have contacted you and said they didn't know if they could call me to ask me to sign a letter for them or to do a thing or to come to their event? And you're like, no, like she's actually fine. Like just ask her. And then they get to know me. But sometimes we have up walls because of things. You have an exterior. Yeah, people have yeah, an exterior. That's been through. Some Your mind is on some other shit. And people catch you at the wrong moment and you might get a reaction. You're not focused on it. And people are like, yeah, that person don't like me. And you be like, don't like you? What the fuck you be? I don't even, you know what I'm saying? So there are people. she might not like her. Like, I'm just saying, like, let's not try to make excuses. She might not like her, right? And it might be wrong. It might be It's fine because you don't got to like everybody. Well, she said her specific thing was that she treats, she thinks we're the help, right? So that. That would make somebody feel uncomfortable. And I get it. 
I get it. I understand. All I'm saying is there was no reason you, yes. And, and there will be people who will say, well, that's why, you know, of course you shouldn't be talking on the jail phone. Cool. That's fine. I get it. It's just like saying when you write a character letter for people, uh, what's his name? Ashton Kutcher and, and the other one, Iggy Azalea. When you write a character letter for people, you need to know, but it, it is different because your phone call is supposed to be only like you said, it's supposed to be private unless you're talking about illegal activity. However, you want to imagine that there's third parties that are reading and or seeing anything that it might be to the public, right? They might be released to the public, maybe publicly known. However, you should still, some no other person should want to be the person to try to destroy people's families. And what Steve said, and also Miss Strawberry, what she said, is that because of what's going on right now, with all of these blogs trying to pick apart whether Marjorie did this, whether this did that, and whether Steve is this and that and the third, because they so focused on it. For those tapes to be leaked, it's almost like it was done on purpose. It's almost like somebody knew, well, damn, you know, the two of them was, I, I got these tapes, but like, did you go back and get them? Like, what type of person are you? And it's just some people in this world, this is my thought of the day. There are some people in this world who are just really bottom feeders. Like, there's that's literally what they are. It's not that everybody is perfect. I certainly am not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us are. We've made mistakes. We've hurt people. We've done wrong or whatever. But being a bottom feeder means that you are intentionally, like you sitting around looking at things that you could go and do to try to hurt people. And it's just really crazy to me. It's really crazy. It's really, the fact that those tapes were leaked is like really bottom feeder shit right there, for real. It is, man. It's very, very terrible. Very, very terrible. <laughs> For real, because I'm just sitting there thinking, like, you can't even have a thought no more and, and share your thoughts with your most intimate person without the world trying to expose your thoughts. Because everybody thoughts about everybody is not going to always be positive all the time. And sometimes you share those thoughts with the people that you trust. And when, when those thoughts get out, it's like, damn. It's like, you just, it's just, we just had a very strange time you know, in this culture and the internet and technology has made it that much crazy, excuse me. So, you know, I'm just saying, man, be careful on the phone, man. Jail phone, any phone, because you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on no more. You got to you gotta whisper. Like, you know, you watch the sports, they, they, they put the, t the towel over their mouth when they talk. You got to go through all types of shit, man. Crazy. Even in your own house, you could be being reported. Like, you know, even in your own house, I mean, shit, they was listening to Dr. King's conversations in his hotel room, right? Like everywhere you go and it's, and I mean, whatever, it is the life you live and it is what it is. These are celebrities. These are people connected to celebrities that work with celebrities. And so I get it, but I just feel like, I just feel I have a deep, like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know everything that's being said about me by people that I work with or talk to or see I'm around. I don't even care what people who I don't deal with have to say, but the people who are around me, I don't want to know what their worst thoughts of me are in the moments when they're either upset with me or going through their own shit or having their own insecurities. And I, and, and the only time I want to know is when I've done something to them that they need to come to me and talk about. That's it. Other than that, whatever they thought that they told their husband or their wife, 
you that that's crazy it's just it's 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 definitely bottom feeder like it's terrible that that happened and i feel bad to see because you could see by the way like you said we've been around steve steve is out here trying steve ain't trying to be in no mess period <laughs> he ain't trying to be in no mess okay he don't want no mess you know what he, he, he's just trying to help people give his entertainment give resources to kids and that's it and deal with his family that's it he want to sail on out on his time his last few whatever shakes in this earth he's trying yeah, to live like, a child on the way like move, come, on. come on and then here we are and here you got people that are intense it's like they see you happy and it's like <laughs> break it away break it you ain't gonna be happy you're gonna chip this bitch away yeah march Marjorie, whatever Marjorie may have done or done, whatever Marjorie did or didn't do, how she got, what she has, where she was, how does it impact your life? How? And moreover, her husband loves her. That's it. You love her dirty drawers, man. <laughs> Y'all sitting there wasting your time, bro. So it's certain shit, like he said, we all right. You wasting this other shit y'all could be doing with your time, bro. You wasting your time. Telling you, find you something else to do. That man is a seasoned, that is an elderly seasoned man that understands. Not elderly. He's gonna say, Steve would be like, oh my son, you think I'm elderly? He's not elderly. He's an older, mature man. A mature, a mature man. man. He'd have been around. That shit y'all doing, you gotta do that with the kids. That shit don't work with grown, grown, grown for. That ain't just a grown, that's a grown, grown man. It's sick, sick. is as sick does. We are seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice and grow black owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. 
Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. are bringing on our guest who's actually another one of our friends the big uh thing around uh, uh street politicians is that we always have our friends on and that's because our friends are doing amazing things and guess what just because we're friends doesn't mean that we don't have debate about issues all the time uh, but this sister is our dear friend that we have traveled miles on roads back roads to see about families who have been harmed in police violence is um issues and issues in our community, uh, violence within uh, our communities, um, fighting for Black women, standing up for Black families, supporting Black men, because we are major, despite what people may think, 
We are major supporters of Black men. Of course, we support you, my son, attorney uh, Ben Crump, attorney Angelo Pinto, Trey the Truth. Like we are, are, are a, a group of women who really are behind our men and our men are behind us. And I am so excited that our sister is joining us today. She sent me a text message, which I'll tell you all about shortly. My personal thing that I have always said, and I know you and I share this um, feeling, is that she's literally brilliant. Like literally a brilliant mind, the way in which she thinks and can articulate better than many people that I know. We've watched her for years on Roland Martin's show, giving commentary on Fox News, not afraid to go to any platform and talk, Fox News, MSNB, whoever, she's there um, representing the people. And a lot of people know her from her time uh, being an attorney. That's when I first learned of her, being an attorney uh, for Bill Cosby. Um, and then she's just gone on to do so many other things since then. I know it's a long introduction, but I want to make sure people know who my sister is. All right, Big Mo. Big, big Mo, right? Monique Presley is a legal analyst and a legal mind, a leader in the legal space um, who is helping us to, to really put together amazing legal strategy around some of these social justice cases that we're fighting. So thank you, Monique Presley, for joining Street Politicians. Well, thank you so much for having me and for that generous introduction. And thank you for all the things you left out of the introduction that you could have put in. God bless you. Uh, and yes, I did have to kind of invite my own self on here, but I was just tired of waiting. I'm just saying. No, I'm glad you're here. And you, you, and we need that. See, that's what we're talking about. That is called friendship, support. And it's also just, it's just maturity that you might be thinking, okay, well, I need to be on because I got some stuff to say. But this, this is her first time. I didn't know that. Hey. I didn't realize that. But you no know- No way. Why do I feel like you was only like three times? I guess because we are on your platform and we together. So yeah. you just automatically assume, wow. Okay, this That's is definitely true. overdue. Okay, it's okay. overdue. But there are other people I'm sure who feel the same way because sometimes you just don't think about it or whatever. And the maturity is, hey, I need to come on and talk about this issue rather than these, they don't like me. I don't know why they treat me like that. Da -da -da -da. Like, oh my God. Um, right. 19 Keys posted something the other day that said, stop complaining about people who are doing things that you ain't going to do and help. Like, help. Yeah. Get involved. Find a way to get involved. They, yeah. He said, complain, complainer, complaining is the language of suckers or something. And I said, it's my kind of problem. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the text message you sent me, I said last, uh, two weeks ago, in my thought of the day, that I want people to just stop talking about Trump because it is making, it's giving me anxiety. I said, if we're not going to put him in jail, leave a man alone because he is actually becoming bigger than what he was. He was able to raise $7 million after that mugshot photo. And it's just, you know, and of course I want Trump to be prosecuted, of course. I definitely want him to be prosecuted, but I want him to be prosecuted and I want him to go to jail. I don't want him to somehow have a, a Jedi mind trick with our people that he was able to 
get out of this and then have folks either, because I'm seeing some crazy stuff online from some Black men that I actually know very well who are like, yeah, they're doing the same thing to Trump that they did to Pookie. So, you know, and I also have issues with Fanny. And so then you sent me a message and said, yikes, can I come on to talk about this? And I said, absolutely. So here we are. <laughs> so why don't you just get us started in this conversation and then we'll kind of jump in. Well, look, um, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about some of the laws that are being used. Uh, and I understand that. But the, the place that my yikes came from was um, the, the, the comment you made about unless we know, unless we know that we're going to get him, let's leave him alone. Because to me, that is the opposite. Of, that is, that's what's been wrong for centuries with our justice system and with the way prosecutions are handled in the United States. We give prosecutors, whether it's local prosecutors, whether it's state AGs, uh, whether it's district attorneys, US attorneys, the, the US Attorney General, broad discretion. They have the right in their own office. They ain't gotta ask nobody about nothing. They have the right in their own, own office to decide whether a prosecution is going to go forward or not. And it's supposed to be based upon whether they believe, based on the facts that they've done, based on their investigation, whether they have enough to convict someone beyond a reasonable doubt. So at the point that they go to a grand jury or in jurisdictions where they don't even have to go to a grand jury, at the point that they bring charges, they're supposed to, from their office perspective, be locked in and knowing, yeah, we got the goods on this person. And so for centuries, we have watched black man after black man after black man after black woman after brown man after brown woman be prosecuted relentlessly, whether there was enough information or not squeezing on people who were turned over to give states evidence, we call them in our circle snitches, um, doing everything necessary in order to bring down people for lesser offenses while there are these other people, largely white men over 60 with money who are thought to be beyond the law and their mm -hmm. companies are thought to be beyond the law. So prosecutors, whether through fear, through intimidation, through being bought off, uh, through that's the way it goes when you white in America, everything belongs to you, have refrained from prosecuting them. And I, I never wanted to be a prosecutor, I ain't never been a prosecutor, never will be, I'm defense-minded. But the prosecutors, especially the progressive ones, serve an important job. So for me, the same way we're willing to like pick up, I know you guys are willing to do it and are doing it again and get the, day, the, the Camerons of the world for not doing their job, when prosecutors buck the tide, buck the system, and are willing to do their job when they have the goods on somebody, especially a former president of the United States, to me, that is important. And I, and I, I definitely agree with that sentiment, but I, I also agree with the kind of understand where Tamika's coming from, right? Because, I, you know, being somebody who understands, who is knowledgeable enough to understand the dangers of Trump, a Trump administration, just Trump in general and what he represents and knowledgeable enough to see that, we have to really 
also think about our people who are, are not as knowledgeable, right? I've had conversations with people who say, well, Trump let my man out of jail. It was more money in the hood than any when Trump was in, in office. And, and they have these conversations and they view him much as you do like the mafia leader that they wrote for in the movies, right? And he's, he plays on that understanding. He understands that our communities idolize you know, that type of um, infamous figure based on just the realities that we're dealing with in this culture that some of them have dealt with. They see him as someone who's going against the system. Trump is not a politician. Trump is just somebody who figured out this politician. He got in law. He like me and you. And so when we when we indict Trump on these things, there has to be, in my in my opinion, and, and understanding Tamika, there has to be a clear and un, a clear understanding and a clear path to actual victory or else you actually within this culture and what we're dealing with now especially within the culture of the young black you know um thrown away black man who's been locked up his uncle's been locked up for things he didn't do or just somebody who's trying to get, beat a system that they felt already beating us up we have to understand how trump understands that and he and he utilizes marketing and promotion to benefit him so we have to understand that every time that it Something happens and it doesn't go our way, and Trump gets away. It's not like me and me and and JoJo that get locked up and, and we get prosecuted. And if we beat it, you know, one or two people gonna say you did good. No, he empowers the mind state, right? He gets more power from botched, you know, um, prosecutions or, or or things that they 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 bring forward to him, and he's able to wiggle his way out of. I don't think I don't know if it really benefits. If it's not really being prosecuted, and he's actually being held accountable and consequences occur. Yeah, but I don't know what you're talking about, Mice. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, he's never been charged with a criminal action and gotten away with it. There's never been a criminal action brought against him and it be dismissed. Um, these prosecutors are career prosecutors, and for me, I take personal exception because I'm a, I'm 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 a black lawyer in America. You know, I've, I've been on the government side. I, I do civil rights. Uh, now I crisis manage instead of trying cases. But Alvin Bragg ain't no damn fool. He's not bringing a case against a former president that he doesn't have the goods on. He's not built that way. He's not putting himself in danger, his family in danger. He's walking around with, with, with Secret Service 24 hours a day. His children have to leave school in order to bring a case that he can't win. Fonnie Willis. For whatever people think about her, she's good at her job. She 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 brings cases against you. Yours is going to jail. I don't know if we cuss here. Forgive me, but oh, um, but, but you know, I mean this this black woman lawyer Howard lawyer. These are Howard lawyers I'm mentioning, so you know I'm gonna get real extra at you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be real extra about this. Letitia James in in the civil court. These are these are people who have spent their lives doing this job and they know how to do this job. And this one man has all these cases in all these different jurisdictions because he used his presidency as a criminal enterprise, just like my son said. This He, he ran it like he's a mob boss. So for me, the issue can't be whether they should bring the case or not. They got the goods. You can look at these cases and see is evidence up one side, down another. Can we control juries in the United States? No, I believe in juries. We can't control them. Judges, can we control whether a judge can get bought off, get paid for? 
No, we can't control those things, but that doesn't mean that the prosecutor doesn't have to do their job. They have to do their part. Then we have to educate our people with platforms. You guys have gigantic, ginormous platforms that you utilize for good, which is why I said, please let me come because I want our people to know um, Pookie and them, yeah, they they always don't get prosecuted. Don't you want to see the other side? No, and I and, and I agree. Listen, again, we want Trump to be prosecuted. Alvin Bragg, I know him well. I trust him. Tish, my sister, trust her. Uh, excuse me, Attorney General Letitia James. That's the one. <laughs> um, you know, I I know these people are trying to do the right thing. I know they are. Right. Fanny, I do have issues with her because I don't see her prosecuting police officers the way that I think that she should be in the state of in, in Georgia. And and then these RICO charges now for protesters who are out there trying to stop this um, cop city from being built. That for me is problematic. However, but that's not hers. I thought it was. I thought no. people told me that it is. Well, we should find that out. We should we should. Yes, that's an important thing for us to know. Because people who are there in Georgia have specifically named her. And it's in her office. Yeah. So no, it's, it's, it's in the state AG's office. Okay, cool. I appreciate you for educating me on that. But the oh, police- Mo, come with the, come with the goods, Mo. Mo um, which, which that's another thing that happens, um, Tamika. Like, it'll be a law. Now, it, any Black man know when they, when they throw a Rico at you, your defense lawyer gets depressed. You throw your hands up and start cussing. I mean, the reason it's so serious is because it can be used. I agree. It can be used to grab the man who was carrying the milk, milk cart when, when the criminal got a, a carton of milk before he went into the bank. It, it gets like that. But it matters who's using it and whether they're using it for the right purposes or not. So if the law is on the books, I want Fonnie Willis to use that law to get Trump and all his M's. I do. I agree with it. I agree. But I have had, I have seen, I have been a part of conversations recently where people are saying something that I think is true. That one, of, for instance, one of the reasons why we are vehemently against the death penalty, even though white supremacists and others who have done heinous acts, who have committed heinous acts against us, like going in and shooting up the 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 dollar general in um jacksonville or the supermarket in buffalo do i believe that those people are worthless that they should not be here with us and that if the death penalty was being applied fairly that they were good candidates for it absolutely but because that the death penalty is also in uh daniel cameron's 12 point plan where he says he wants drug dealers to receive the death penalty. And we know to my son's point that he keeps making is that they will never give the death penalty to the drug dealers in the pharmaceutical companies that are really killing mass, mass, mass millions of people. They will give it though to Pookie who's selling whatever on a street corner in Alabama. And so therefore, when we have these laws it's, or these, yeah, these, these, yeah, these laws, it, 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 it makes us um, nervous because they are often applied too unfairly and imbalanced and our communities are harmed. So what I'm saying is that even though people may not be able to articulate everything that they're feeling 
that is one of the thoughts that's coming to mind where folks are like, yeah, I don't know about that Rico charge because now you hear of it coming up with the protesters who are people who are literally putting their lives on the line because they know we don't need more training facilities for police officers in communities. We need resources going to communities, right? And so so it, it's a scare. And, and so I get you, I get what you're saying that these individuals who are now prosecuting or attempting, who have bought cases and charges against Donald Trump, they are doing the right thing. I'm with that. I, we don't, we agree. What I'm saying is that as I sit with the chatter of our people, like all our, you know, and of course we know, we talk to folks, the Ray Rays, the Keishas, the TTs, the Lilies, and our people, we are in a space where folks are feeling very, unsure. And I think the internet needs to be defunded as I saw Charlemagne say the other day, because people are getting like a little confused and disillusioned and, and, and a lot of things are happening emotionally. They're getting detached. It's a lot happening. So when they see Trump on TV and it's like, we're going to hit him with these charges. And then the next thing you know, for some reason it's dismissed or they don't win. I just don't know how that's going to impact us. So I guess you're saying be responsible in the way that I speak, because I'm over here making this statement, leave him alone if we're not going to do anything. But I think I was, it was real layman for me that I'm just saying as a regular citizen, not as an activist, not as somebody who is friends with brilliant people like yourself and others, I'm just feeling very nervous about the signal that's being sent, that it seems that he just keeps on doing stuff and going to court and then this doesn't happen and that doesn't happen and he's just kind of like still free and still running for president of the United States with all of these charges against him. So that's what I, that was, and I know you know that that's the point that I'm making. I feel, I feel really, I'm really worried about us, Monique. I'm being, I'm, I'm so, I'm really concerned about what's happening in this country because I am watching people decide if you can't beat them, just join them. Frick it. We just, fuck it. Hey, and we can't be that way. No, we can't be that way. And I, I wonder, uh, I am concerned like you and I, I've been spending a lot of nights wondering where the, where the connectivity gap is, like why I can't get some brothers and sisters whom I respect, um, who lead organizations, who, who are leaders in community to see it's not lesser of two evils. It's not all politicians are the same. It's not, oh, so what? He just made a phone call. It's not like we have, we've gone so far away from um, the breaks that would keep us in line, that would keep us from just running away with ourselves until now everything is acceptable. If Bishop Jakes was on right now, he'd start talking about how it's the last days because that's one of the signals of it uh, when we are just, at the end of times um, and nobody gives a damn about lawlessness or lack of lawlessness, about the way we treat ourselves, about the way we treat our children, when everything has just run away from us. And so I don't think that means though that we don't dig in. I think it means we dig in further and we're more creative 
about the way that we do it. Because I got to tell you, um, Tamika and my, my kids who are teens, they get all of it. They are looking at us adults like we are dumb with two heads. Like when Trump was elected the first time, my daughter and her school, of course, they'd had their straw poll vote. Hillary Clinton won by landslide. And my daughter was, you know, she was she was a young teen then, but she walked in and she's like, so ma, like the women just voted to sell their uteruses to the men. I mean, they just didn't care. Like it was real plain. It was so plain to the teens. Like they deal with the racism and, and their thought is you elected a, a, a grand dragon of the clan and you're wondering why there's more racism. Like it's real clear to them. So I'm just trying to figure out how we can stop gap until it's not up to us anymore and not really mess them up so they can come behind us. I mean, we see young state representatives and, and, and leaders who are coming who to me have their head on straight and are ready to fight the way that we used to fight when we knew, yeah, the man's always got it rigged for him. That, that's a given. That's not a surprise. We have to dig in, though, and do our part. And I think I think what Tamika said about what Sheldon said is the exact opposite, right? And I think it's not so much as misinformation. It is intentional spreading of false information, right? Mm -hmm. I think we have, to, and, and that's one of my strategies. Like, I realized that social media and media is such a big thing, and a lot of people don't a lot of people don't focus on it as much as it is, but it's, it's programming. It's constant programming. Like a lot of these cases, you know, I literally watched somebody have misinformation. It's it it a rape case that came up by the guy that's in this culture who was being, you know, promoted as one of these top um, black leaders. And he supposedly, you know, molested a young girl, his, his girl's daughter. And his conversation, the misinformation that he came out, right? You know the law. So he said, you know, they was they was pleading, they gave him a plea bargain. And they said, all right, if you don't, the two molestation cases, we'll drop them if you take the aggravated child abuse cases. The mother didn't want to go to put her daughter to the child. She didn't want her to have to testify and do that. So they they offered him this. And in, in his attempt to miss interpret and give people false information, he came and said that the prosecution and the mother agreed to drop the charges, right? So when you don't know the law, when you don't know that somebody pleads to a different thing, it doesn't mean those charges are dropped. It means if you take this, then we won't prosecute you on this. It means that we dropping the charges, but you have to accept the plea bargain. You pleaded to lesser charges. They didn't drop anything. If you don't take the plea bargain, then we still prosecuting you on the top two charges. But when somebody comes to the internet and say, well, those charges was dropped, the sexual assault, all of the sexual cases were dropped, the prosecution agreed to drop something, it misinforms people. And people take that information and they say, look, he wasn't accused of that. He took something else because he wasn't accused of the sex. And when we start hearing information like that in different places, like when we were with Trump, and you have people intentionally saying, well, Trump didn't do this, and Trump did that. And the real people who know aren't as loud aren't on the same platforms, aren't utilizing the platforms to spread the real information, the people take it. When we look at Tory Lane's case, he utilized the whole social media just to put out false information every day and let the little minions and trolls say, she lied. She, 
And it was a whole people just calling the lady a liar that never even knew what happened, right? So by the time the actual facts of that case were presented, it was even people like, Tamika was like, well, I don't know. I don't know what this is going to go on. I'm, I'm confused. And I'm like, what do you mean you confused? Because but she was. I know, I wasn't, no, no, no. I was never confused about the facts. No, you wasn't. You was confused about the reality of what was going, what was going to happen in the I case. Didn't, I, I was, I was worried about the outcome based exactly. upon the shell game that I saw happening. That's what I'm saying. I'm not okay. saying you, you didn't think the facts. You knew what the facts were. And you was like, well, damn, based on what they presenting and based on what they saying is happening in there. And it was so far from the reality. When she actually went there and seen, she's like, damn, that's not what's going on. I, I seen something. That's why I went. That's exactly. Why I went, I went so, to court to see for myself because I was very, I was like, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I believe I know what happened. I'm damn like, you know, 100% in my mind. But this over here, what they're trying to say sounds like something else. And I went to hear and see for myself and I learned. Is you know, that, yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. If we are not utilizing these platforms and we don't have the proper voices like yourself to come and snatch us back in and be like, no, we got to prosecute. This man has a Rico. He did. And you. And when we look at you and I'm looking at you and I'm like, okay, Monique know what the fuck she's talking about. But I'm over here getting a thousand people that's telling me some bullshit and they controlling the, the ears and the, the, the eyes of the masses. We have yeah. to be intentional, Monique. We like we can't. We just can't leave it up. Cause I, cause we, when you lose, even when you lose in the court, and you win in the court of public opinion, it's millions of people, right? It's why we have fucking January six because the, the the misinformation and the intentional misspreading of some shit got people saying fuck that, and they literally were sitting there like, well, Trump told us we could do it. We just was doing what the, the president said. We was taking back the white, and they thought they were. They really thought. So it's it's a cult like understanding was what I'm trying to say. And if we don't get somebody to intervene in that cult and have a counter narrative on these same platforms that they spread in this bullshit, then we're gonna we our people are gonna continue to keep telling the educated people that you talk about because they're getting their education for even though they're educating in certain ways, social media and media has a, another level of education, right? And they hearing people that they respect come with counter with narratives that are false and, and words that are false. And when they don't all the way know everything, they take that and they come to you and they say, well, this is facts. And they come to you factually. And I've had people that I had to say, yo, bro, you just need to calm down. These are the facts. Just look into it. You just calm down. Just do a little extra work and look into something. And you'll see, just like what I was talking about, the rape thing, the guy came back and said, you know what? You was right. I apologize. After two days telling me that I was spreading false information, I was lying on the guy. He wasn't had no sex charges and he wasn't going to be in a sex offender program and he wasn't this. And I'm like, bro, the, the, the information, this is a lie. I went to the web and I'm like, bro, you just need to take your time. And that's what our people are dealing with, Monique. So I think, what are we going to do to to change that and to, to um, utilize these platforms that they're utilizing to to misinterpret to misinform us to give us the proper information. Um, well, so a couple of things. First, the guy who said that those charges were dropped—I don't know that story, so I don't know who you're talking about. But um, saying that charges were dropped when they were is correct. That's correct. If you're or offered a plea bargain and the state, this is why I talk about prosecutors and all their power, decides when they could bring a murder charge to bring an assault charge instead, to bring a manslaughter charge instead, 
to bring, you know, and accept defense of others or whatever the defense may be. What that means is that you were not convicted of, nor did you stand trial for whatever those higher charges were. So you can keep saying any day you want to say that it was dismissed and, and, and the context then it's up to the other people who know the information to include the context of, yes, this was part of a plea bargain. We don't know what would have happened in court. We don't know if it would have been found guilty of the higher charges or not because this decision was made by the government. That's one. Two, um, the court of public opinion and my dear friend, uh, Ben Crump and I, who I know is y'all's dear friend and brother as well, we disagree about this all the time because he utilizes it just as much as the bad guys, right? He utilizes it the minute, the minute that there's a case and the minute that he knows that he needs to get out in the public and inform the public and you're gonna see the press conference and you're gonna see the news blitz and you're gonna see everything to get ahead of the story because that pressure is what creates the good result for the client. And that's his only responsibility. His responsibility is not whether it ends up in a criminal trial or not. He's supposed to win his civil case. He's supposed to get the best resolution he can for the injured parties that he represents. So he utilizes public pressure to do so. But that same public pressure can be utilized to destroy lives before they ever reach a courtroom. So we have black folk on black folk on black folk, a few white folk here and there too. But again, I'm a criminal defense attorney. I never back away from it. And I'll say, if you haven't been found guilty of a crime, I don't care how many crimes you've been accused of. You're not guilty. And, and the way this, this country is supposed to work is that you are innocent until you are proven guilty. People can decide if they want to. They don't want to do business with you. They don't want to take your shows and put them on TV anymore. They don't want to let you go on tour anymore. They don't want to do business with your company anymore. All those things can happen. But to me, my son, if that happened to you as a black man in America, because that's who it happens to, nothing would piss me off more. Because now you're fighting boogeyman. You're fighting Snuffleupagus back when nobody could see him but Big Bird. You're fighting shadows and, and, and mirror tricks because any newspaper can decide. Daily Mail can get up tomorrow and decide, let's tear down Tamika. Let's tear down my son. Let's tear down Linda. Let's tear down Angelo and, and do it based on rumors based on rumors, and it'll never make it to a court, not a civil court, not a criminal court. And to me, that is unjust. So that's why I fight. Whether I think somebody did something or didn't, I'm like, prove it. And if you're not gonna prove it, shut up about it. Because we have to be able to, what is the point of by the time you get to court, you get a really good criminal defense attorney and you're found not guilty, you've lost your whole life. Everybody left you, including your dog. What's the point? Well, that's so what I think happened to Brian Benjamin, the lieutenant governor in New York, they they said he did something, quid pro quo, and, and, and he lost his job. He had to suspend his campaign, all of that, lost friends. People start, we were at a, my birthday party, and I won't name names, but there were people there who was like, he can't be in the picture. You got him, get him over. He can't be the picture. I can't. Da, 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 da. You had staffers running around like, hey, you got to back him up. You know, and we still were like, Brian is our people because until proven guilty, which by the way, to your point about context, I get your point. What you said about 
the charges being dropped are the charges being dropped. But when people have context, that helps to provide more information that gives a full view of what you're looking yeah. at. You might see charges drop, but there's a reason why. And a lot of times these prosecutors are looking for ways to easily shut stuff down. Like, you know, they, they, they don't have the resources or the time. They just don't care enough, maybe, to even go through a whole long, drawn out three, four years process or a year or whatever, however the length is. And so, you know, they're looking for ways to cut down on time. So anyway, there's a lot of different um, reasons why that might happen. But within Brian's situation, then they, the judge said, well, show us the quid pro quo. I, the judge said, I'm all for it. The feds are bringing a case against this man. I'm with it. Show me where the specific, like, what did he gain? He gave him and then he gave him what? Show it to me. Where is it? They couldn't prove it. So they no. threw it out. But to your point, they threw it out. But he still is not lieutenant governor. His campaign was still suspended. He still spent a million dollars on legal defense and he still has another charge that is lingering that you need the first charge to prove the second, but doesn't matter because they didn't throw it out yet. So you're, you're, I mean, what you're saying is a hundred percent right. And I think my same, son same thing, who should be Florida governor right now? Same thing. They didn't attack that man relentlessly, relentlessly relentlessly and every single time he's come out of it clean same thing justin fairfax was lieutenant governor should be governor of virginia came That's out clean important point andrew gillum they just dismissed Kate, uh, charges against him jesse a few months ago now these people had the biggest scandal ever notwithstanding who he slept with what he may have done to his wife what issues he may have had with drug use and all of that. I'm not, all of that, that's your personal judgment of him. My life ain't clean enough to judge the man for who he slept with and whether or not he used drugs. Cause I was in rehab at the same time. He and I learned on his podcast and he, we both literally shed tears when yeah. we learned that we both went to rehab, right? My situation may have been a little different but I don't have the right to judge him on that. But if that's what you choose to do, that's fine. We're talking about they say he broke the law. Yeah. He was lying and that he was a, a conspiracy. I mean, they had him on so many charges. I don't remember. And they dismissed it. But his life is, his political career is he would have to build, like Brian, from the bottom all the way up again to restore the faith in people. I, but I tell you what, I think they should do it because Marion Barry sure did. The good yeah. the Great. <laughs> yeah. But when you but when you talk about brilliance, there was none as brilliant as him. As as brilliant or as beloved. Yeah. And I, I I think that, that that is the combination when people really know that you are for them. Back back in that day, it it didn't matter. But now, as you said, that with your birthday party and things like that. What they do now is like, you don't even have to be the person who's accused of doing something. If you support the person who is accused of doing something, if you speak well on their behalf, if you refuse to speak ill of them, they want to kill you too. They want you just as dead as the person. But here's the question though, and we got to um, wrap up. 
But when I think about Ashton Kutcher and My Milo or whatever her name is, right? Mm -hmm. Is there a line? Now I'm not talking about they said something that you don't like or they, you know, whatever. But I'm talking about a man who is now convicted of rape. And you're writing character letters on his behalf. Do we think, is there a line? Because what you're saying sounds real good and it's true. And it works for my relationship with Pookie because Pookie done did some crazy shit. And I know he did some crazy shit, but I still know that he deserves redemption. But am I? But if I know Pookie was convicted of rape, I'm, I can promise you I'm not signing anything on his behalf. And, and that brings me to another conversation we already had, all of us, the Carly Russell thing right the way i was able to back some people because people were calling me they wanted they wanted literal blood they wanted mm -hmm. physical blood draining from her body out of her eyes okay that's how they were calling me like no no she did and i get it they're emotional because they got emotionally connected so they're emotionally connected to the end result but what what i kept saying was but you the same person that called me and asked me to write a letter on behalf of your nephew who you know robbed Mama Sani in the projects. But you want me to understand that he was a troubled kid and he went through some things and he was da-da-da-da. So we can help Pokey and Ray Ray and TT and, and we should. But you ready to kill Carly Russell. So the question becomes, where's the line? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the preacher in me would always have to say there's no greater or lesser sin. So it's not that there's one track for the murderer, there's another track for the rapist, there's another track for the white collar embezzler. Um, all have sinned and fallen short. And the decision then becomes whether we believe that there is rehabilitation in the law or not, and whether we believe that people should have the opportunity for it or not. I can tell you, I've known you long enough, I believe strongly enough in you and your character, in the good works that you do in the community, in your heart, that no matter what came tomorrow, like tomorrow we could find out you a terrorist or you could be accused of being one, you could be convicted of being one. And I'm gonna write you a letter. And I'm gonna tell them what I know. I'm not gonna say, listen, she, if she did that one, I'm, you're gonna have to convince me she wasn't out of her mind because she needs help. She doesn't need a prison if she did whatever it is y'all say she did. Second, because I'm down like that, I'm like, and she's still my girl. Because it would the person I know, I'm fighting for that person to come back. And that may still end up being with prison time. That may still end up being with whatever. But the way the system is working now, people don't even seem to want the judge to have anything to balance. You're going to have 15 victim statements, impact statements, but they want the criminal, the, the convicted criminal to just start wherever the crime started. Nothing else they did in life mattered until they stole that one million dollars come on now in what world is that true for anybody so i don't blame people for wanting to write and saying this is who we knew and this is what they did in the community or this is what they did in work or this is the good value they offer to society because those are things that judges should be able to consider will it balance it such that you can walk for rape no you already convicted that's not happening, but it doesn't make the people who are willing to say something about the person they knew, it doesn't make them bad people for that. Now, 
the letter is also saying something ridiculous like, oh, and they asked for it. Well, then that's some bullshit. You can't say that. So, so there are limits, but there ought to be safety and protection, in my opinion, such that I, I can write a letter to Judge Chutkin, just using that for an example, because I just like bringing up her name. I ought to be able to write a letter to Judge Chutkin and say, listen, my sister Mika, I don't know what happened on that third day in June. I don't know. It was a, it was a very bad day. But here's who she's been for the past 20 years. We ought to be able to get to do that. That's that's my last I, You know what? That's a dope perspective. And I, I agree. I agree. We got we to gotta give people enough grace because you don't know everybody's relationship with someone else, you know, and, and, if, and when people love somebody, you got to stay. If you can't say that you love somebody and don't want to stand with them in their hardest times to some certain degree. So that's a perspective. Uh, I support that. And I thank you. I'm just telling you my line, yeah. my line at certain types of, of abuse against women and children. I have a line. Absolutely. And I would say even with men, because if I found out that my, that someone I know, you would have to be damn close for me to decide I don't care. Not I don't care, but that I'm going to still put myself out there. But my line is, it's definitely around women and children. Let me just put it that way. If I know that you have done something to really harm a woman and or a child, I'm going to be much more careful. And I'm also considering as I'm mulling this over that if you took the life of somebody else's child, their son, daughter, whomever, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, if you stole something, I'm with you because I get it, you know, and I know it's wrong. And I was, I, I, I will tell you all of that. I'm with you. If you did, you know, some of these things, but when you start talking about people's children, I get real sensitive around that area. And so I, that's something I need to work through. And I, th I think all of us have the right to decide what yeah. we are willing to stand behind because my name is all I have. So yeah. when I put my name on something, and by the way, by the way, I have to accept the fact, because to my son's point, if I choose, then I'm going to stand with you. I know you may have killed somebody. You did something. And now it's been 20 years or 15 years or five years. And I see the growth and I, you know, whatever. And I want to stand by you. Cool. I'm, I'm with that. I've done it many times for many brothers, especially many brothers trying to support them in their journey towards redemption. But I need to be prepared to put that shit on my own social media. I don't need to be like, Oh, I didn't know that the judge would. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to be willing to stand 10 toes down on whatever you say because your name is your name. And if you write your name on something, then you are saying, I am with whatever this person, not what they did, but who they are. That's right. That's right. And the crisis manager and me will offer that free tip. If you are in public life at all, any single thing you do, be prepared for that thing to be on the front page of everything the next day. And if you're still okay with doing it, proceed. Otherwise, govern yourself accordingly. We well, you. we love you, Mo. And you know, uh -huh. as usual, you've given us perspectives, brilliant perspectives, and we're gonna mull it over, you know, and take it and hopefully we our people will get it, you know, because when we go through we like we're dealing with times, right? Like a lot of there's a lot of just black people, leaders and everything who are scared right now. Like we got a, we got a person who's got 40 something 
fucking federal charges that could actually get voted in this president. Like that yeah. has the opportunity. Like this, this is some shit that's never been heard of. So what is it? We're looking at what does that actually mean? Like what, what does that actually mean for our future? So, you know, I'm hoping that people take, you know, pay a lot more attention, listen to things you're saying. We start utilizing these same platforms to properly educate our people about what's going on, you know, and and, and give the voices to those who actually know, you know, yeah. give the platforms and the voices to those who actually know to spread words, you know, and um, and that's why it's so important that Monique goes on on like Fox News because I've had friends tell me I'm not doing Fox News, nah. But a lot of times, and I used to do Fox News all the time. By the way, when I used to work at National Action Network, I was on all the time. They don't invite me anymore, and I'm not gonna like go pitch myself. If they call though, I don't. I wouldn't. But it, and it has become a gotcha space. When I yeah. used to be on years ago, 15 years ago you could actually have a conversation with Sean Hannity. Nowadays, it's now like, you know, they, you know, it's a different environment. So I get why people are saying they don't mess with it. But I think to my son's point, right, my, you you need to be in the same places where the misinformation is being spread. Yeah, and we need to support our people who are trying to, to put the right information out there too, which shameless plug, we do this every day, Monday through Friday, noon on Make It Make Sense. Please join me on IG and on YouTube, and I'm going to leave and actually go do a recording now um, with an administration official, but Black media is working hard to try to get the right message out there, and I agree with you, we need to be in those other spaces too, as long as they're not just pimping us, because that's why I stopped, because they were just trying to they were using me for clicks. And then by the time, you know, it actually comes out, it's like a soundbite. I ain't doing that no more. Got it. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. Continue to be great. Make it make yeah. sense with yeah. Monique Presley on Instagram yeah. and YouTube. Tell yeah. them what you, where to follow you at, Monique. At Monique Presley everywhere. Monique Presley TV on YouTube. Got you. Bye, y'all. Politicians. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. 
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews, were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's DimeBeautyCO.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. Shout out to Monique Presley, man. Always coming with a word, educated, informed, strong, passionate, you know, and she know her shit. You know, she know what she be talking about. So shout out to her. Make sure y'all follow her. Follow her show on YouTube and on Instagram at Monique Presley on all forms of media. So we've come to my I don't get it. Last week, like during the weekend, I posted about a young lady who um, allegedly was hit with a brick in the face. She posted a video first. The first video I saw was from a hospital room, and she was explaining how she was hit in the face with a brick because she didn't want to give a guy her number. She was hysterical. She was crying. Her face was swollen. So obviously, I assumed that this had happened. Then I seen another video actually from the scene of where it happened, her taking a video of herself, talking to a man saying, I was hit in the face with a brick and these black men just stood around and did nothing. And in the background, you can hear the black men saying, well, what were we supposed to do? Like, what were we supposed to do? Like, you know, and then she was like, you're supposed to be a man. You're supposed to be a man. So that was sound by I got. 
And then after that, there was another man who said that he was actually physically there, you know, and his point was he was trying to justify why he did nothing. You know, he said, yeah, she was hit with the brick, but, you know, she was asking for it. She was loud. You know, if you go to Instagram, you see her always talking this and that. You know, I'm not protected. I'm not getting involved in none of that. You know, she pretty much brought it all herself, you know. And, and my, my response to the whole situation in general was, you know, as a Black man, I was ashamed that Black men would either participate by hitting the wo woman with the brick in the face for not talking to her. And then you know, try to justify it or sit there and watch and not try to intervene or try, you know, even to just um, interject and try to stop her from being hit. I'm not saying everybody's supposed to fight. We don't be the toughest person. Don't risk your life. Don't go out and, and fight and shoot someone. I'm not saying none of that. I'm saying as a man of good moral content, if you've seen a woman about to be conscious, my fault, good moral conscious, if you've seen a man about to hit a woman with a brick, Something innately in you should say, "Hey, calm down, brother. Stop you. Just, just think about it. Relax. I know you're frustrated, but just to try to de-escalate the situation, you know." So I say, any man who wouldn't do that is a coward, and any man who would hit a woman in the face with a brick is a coward, you know. So as of late, there's been some um, discoveries on different YouTube pages that shows that there's a possibility, strong possibility that this woman created a whole hoax in order to raise money for a GoFundMe. Uh, her GoFundMe is now up to about $40,000. She has two different um, GoFundMe pages, now up to about $40,000. And there's been different people supposedly, quote unquote, because now you don't know who's what. Supposedly one of her friends, you know, who supported her, they have showed us that she's, have, she's in pictures with her, they hang out together. Is saying that, you know, this is probably about the third or fourth time she's done this and she didn't want to say anything because she didn't want people to come at her. So she figured people would eventually find out. Um, there are pictures with her with similar, um, a similar swollen face and it's, it's supposedly attributed to uh, allergic reaction that she's had. They also have a picture of her moments before inside of the club with a, a full mask on her face and black mask, all you can see is her eyes. I didn't you, know that it's her. Or they should they show it. They, I think it comes from her page. These are videos that she she actually is taped or took videos herself. Then they they they, they um interviewed a couple of the guys who you see in the video in the background where she's saying that they were watching her, and they're saying they actually never seen her get hit with a brick. They just seen her come and they was trying to help her. Like, yo, they was trying to get the police. She didn't want to make a police report and she drove off before, when they went to get the police, she left before the police got there. Then they're saying that she went to a clinic and the, the, the clinic, the people at the clinic stated that she never came there for injuries, that she said it was a, either allergic reaction or she had saline. She put, put saline into her. So there's so many different things that lead and then you know, she's just pretty much disappeared. And you, you see that she's she's asked for money on numerous occasions for medical, you know, um, bills. She never identified the guy, didn't make the police report. The people at the clinic say she never said that she was hit. There's all types of things that leads to us to believe that there's a strong possibility that she might have 
who did this hoax to raise money. What my what I don't get, right? My the point of me that I don't get is people telling me that I should apologize. And I first of all I would like to know who and what I should apologize for. First, who should I apologize to and what should I apologize for? Right? And I should hold women accountable. First of all, I'm not a woman, right? But if this woman did something and she she scammed people, she should be held accountable. You know, it's wrong. We dealing with we're in a time when black women are always being abused. There are so many things, just like the Carly Russell. I do not condone any woman that will utilize their platform of voice to, you know, to lie to get garner attention. I do not support any woman who would lie on black men. You know, especially in times when we're trying to be united, lie on black men and cause some level of division and make it seem as black men did something to harm her. I do not condone that, you know, and 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 never will. You know, and I think she should be held accountable. I think everybody who gave her money, you know, if if it's found out that she lied, then we should figure out what is the process to, to get your money back, first of all, and then prevent things like this from happening again. But I will not apologize for being a man and stating that a woman should not be hit in the face with a brick. I will not apologize for being a man and stating that any man that will sit around and watch a woman hit in the face with a brick and not do anything, verbally, physically, anything to try to stop or try to you know, um, disengage that situation from happening is a coward. I will not apologize for those statements. I would not apologize for me standing up for women. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not gonna apologize. I, I will continue to be quote unquote a simp, whatever y'all want to call me. I'll take on that. But I have no reason to apologize for that stance. And and the main arguments that I had with people were not that people that came to nobody came to my page and said, "Yo, she's lying. This didn't happen." And me and that person got into an argument, and I called him a coward because he didn't believe it happened. Those people weren't people I engaged. The people I engaged were the people who told me that, well, she shouldn't have said this, or she shouldn't have did this, or, you know, I looked at her page and she talked too much. She don't need a black man, so no man should protect her. I will not apologize for saying that any man that had that position to me was a had a cowardly position. You understand what I'm saying? I did not discredit any man who didn't believe that the situation happened because that's his perspective. But I think as men in our society, especially as black men, we should never be okay with watching other men beat on black women. And I'm not going to apologize for that. So if somebody's looking for apology for me for that, then they are looking for the wrong thing from the wrong person. What I will say is we need to be careful, right? Black men, black women, but in this case, black women, we have to be careful, right? We have to be careful because you wanting to utilize this platform, utilize your voice to cause false alarms, right? There are really black women who are being harmed out here. There are really black women who are being beat and destroyed and harmed and physically beat and abused. And every time that you do this, it's harder for us, the ones who want to protect you, to, to fight. And we're already fighting against the black women is already the most disrespected and unprotected being on this earth. It makes it harder. I'm not going to stop standing up, but I want you to understand that you give you give some level of credence to voices who want to discredit the black woman's claim. You give credence to those. 
You know, so I'm not I'm not against anyone who's calling this woman out. I'm not against anyone who's telling her how damaged she is or utilizing their platform. I'm not against any of that. But my job as a black man is to pull up black men and call out black men and tell black men what we should be doing. You know, I believe that situations like that, it's harder for them to happen when we're standing on our square as we're supposed to. You know, but when you got a million men in my inside of my 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 um comment saying, well, she deserved it. And only only certain type of women supposed to be protected. And if she ain't moving a certain way, then, you know, fuck it. I'm, I, I ain't stopping nobody. That's not my business. I got to worry about my own family. You know, when, when I see those type of things inside of my comments, you know, that's where the problem is for me. You know, and, and, when, and when, women, when women see that, they feel like, damn, look how many men actually feel that way. Look, I mean, and this ain't have this has very little to do with this one incident, right? It has to do with an overall mind state. Because before you knew or believed that this woman came up with false allegations for money, you believed that she got hit, but you tried to figure out the reason why it made sense that she got hit. And that's what we have to point out. Let's not point on this one. Let's not use this isolated situation you know, to completely come up with the, the, the total hypothesis of what we're dealing with as blacks in America, women, black women and black men are dealing with. So once again, I don't understand what y'all want me to apologize for. I'm never going to apologize for saying that black women need to be protected. I'm not condoning anything this woman did. I don't condone nothing that Carly Russell did. I think they need to deal with the consequences of those actions. But those actions that they did are on them. I'm talking about black women and black men as a whole being united and taking care of each other. I mean, I think, yeah, certainly when 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 there are these types of incidents, it certainly furthers the uh, lack of protection that we as Black women feel. And But by the way, a lot of people, regardless of whether she was telling the truth or lying, they still ain't going to do nothing. Um, and in fact, some of them are the abusers, which is why they really don't want to... Um, why they really spend a lot of time behind fake profiles trying to make the case of why a woman deserved X, Y, Z. So that's one thing. I think also, though, that when you are a um, trying to be a voice and you're trying to work in certain areas, you have passion and you have a public profile and you're speaking on whatever, different issues, you're not always going to be right. That's just life like there's going to be a percentage of cases that we work on that we learn details as we go along that if we had known in the beginning we might not have continued to engage we may have done it with more caution we may have uh, said different things we may have even wanted those prop those issues to come forward early so that they wouldn't come later and I always say to people more you tell me about whatever details is happening that night when this shooting took place or whatever, it's helpful because we could get in front of people later on saying that we, um, you know, we, we tried to hide things or suppress information for the good of our case or, you know, to, to, to talk bad about police or whatever. They, they, they say a lot of different things. So that is just what it is. It's not going to be a hundred proof. You're going to have instances and scenarios where you find out. But the thing is, the the even even if and I'm just using this as an example because or two things as an example, 
right? Two things I can use as an example. Even if George Floyd did take a drug, had nothing to do with that officer choking him to death. Even if Breonna Taylor's old boyfriend was involved in illegal drug activity, had nothing to do with them lying on a warrant to go to her house and shooting them up in the middle of the night or shooting her up and, and putting Kenny's life in danger in the middle of the night. Had nothing to do with that, right? And so you can still support, as you said, your premise. Your premise can still be strong. It can be as it as it has made as it has been, but then you can also make room for additional things that come into play as you know more. That's just life. What I will say as my one, and I've been we talk about this all the time. And I notice it, and I and I also have many conversations with lately. I've been talking with Charlemagne and Teslin in our personal group chat about this as well. The internet is a very dangerous place. It's a very dangerous place. It lacks information sometimes, it lacks context. We just finished talking with Monique about how the way that people interpret stories, because I've seen. Um, I've, I've literally watched people tell stories about me or my life or what I'm doing or whatever. And it's completely not in line with who I really am or even what was going on in that moment. But they, but because they are loud, they get to tell their story and it spreads. So what I am now learning and what I have been focused on is that while there is a lot happening on the internet and it is a place that we all must go and know what the energy is and this is where you learn about a lot of cases and people get to contact you and what have you you really have to be careful with how much of it you consume and how quick we are to respond to what we're seeing right so i am in a lot of ways because we have i have so much other work that's happening every day. And you um, you obviously have so much other work. You got books, I got books. There's all kinds of things going on. I am finding myself beginning to pull back from the internet a lot more. I'm beginning to be less engaged with trying to quickly respond to things that I see. It's okay for me to let three or four days pass of a story until I'm able to watch the unpacking of it and then decide what I want to say, but more importantly, what I want to do, right? And so that's my suggestion to you is that you have to, you, you, you're never going to be a hundred proof, hundred proof with any of these things. I'm not talking about an apology or whatever that's on you, how you feel you want to deal with it. But you're never going to be 100 proof. But you do have to build guardrails because what you are what you are experiencing in this moment, right, which you don't need a woman with a brick, whether she's lying or telling the truth, to make the case about the protection of Black women. I get it. People learn more with imagery and examples that make them emotional. And then we have emotional connection to these issues because we believe. I If I see somebody being abused by a police officer. I saw a woman being choked to death by a man in a, in, a, in, a, in a beauty supply store. Oh, that makes me, I get emotionally charged. That's the only way I could continue to do this work, right? But 
I am at my, in my, as I grow in this movement, I'm realizing that it's okay to put a few days between me speaking on it. I don't have any, I'm not in a rush because the problem is not going to just go away. And yeah, it's true that if you try to enter the chat three days later, people are like, what the hell are you talking about? We've moved on. But more than likely, folks are not going to move on from a woman being hit in the face by a brick or these other issues. So my, my thing, and I've been saying it, I've said it to myself, I've said it to you, and I will continue to say that the internet is not the same place that it once was. And I know that a part of what we believe is like, well, we have to be the balance. But the, but the thing is, you are one person that does not have the resources to send somebody to interview the people, to go talk to the lady. You don't have that type of the resources to do that. So you have to use discernment. And the discernment, unfortunately, is if something, this is what I have found, if something is serious enough, it'll find its way to you and give you an opportunity to do what you think needs to be done on it. But the but I'm I am removing myself as much as possible from and not to say I don't won't do it sometimes or whatever, but I'm removing myself as much as possible from the need to respond quickly to everything that I see or to even some of the things that I see. And now I'm beginning to take the time to listen, learn, read and understand more so that I can slow down or reduce the number of mistakes and or false representations or whatever. Carly, but then again, to your, to, you know, the point, Carly Russell, right? You only got 72 hours when somebody's missing. So you can't wait three days, but I even still waited 24 hours and then I could still be wrong. You see what I'm saying? So I could still be wrong or not so much that I was wrong because I wasn't wrong at all. It's nobody, like you said, there's nobody to apologize to because that's on Carly. It's not on me. I did what I thought was right based upon the information that I had. And it's a short window to make the statement. But I think that there has to be a balance. And one of the balances is recognizing that the internet has become such a cesspool. We, we got it. By the time I spoke on Carly Russell, it wasn't just because the internet was telling me to, which they were. It was because Star Jones and other people were calling me saying they spoke to her mother. So that's my advice. No, it's, it's it's good advice, and you know, and we live and we learn. And I just think for me, a black woman being hit in the face is imminent danger. It's immediate, right? It's like, and, and just the way that I spoke on it was just based on the situation that it happened. It wasn't just oh, I was hit in the face with a brick, boom, 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 bop. It was the fact that there were other men there. right? And there were so many people that was commenting and making it seem like it was justifiable. So even the situation itself to me was triggering because it's like, what do you mean? What did she do? What do you mean? You know, I need more context. If she got hit in the brick, I, I want to understand why, right? That that in itself was triggering to me. And, and I actually took two days because I was getting overflooded with it for days and I never commented on it, you know? So when it originally happened, I never said anything about it. So I took two days and I think, you know, just, just moving forward, you know, I don't. I think when I comment on the situation, it's going to be more 
is something that the issue rather than the particular thing, unless it's something that particular the particular thing needs us a call to action. You know what I'm saying? The issue around what happened to the woman was, you know, the mind state of black men around what supposedly happened to the woman was detrimental to me that I was focusing on. And I and, and my goal now is to focus on black men, right? I'm 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 doing Raising Kings. I got a book called Raising Kings, 12 Principles of Manhood. You know, I got uh, organization boycott black murder. I got, you know, ending cow culture. It's really me focusing on understanding that when men get back to their natural, you know, place in society, then everything else will be fine. The women that we talk about, they need to do this. When men, women start seeing men move in the proper right, women know that they're protected, that they got people that they can trust, all these things, and we're doing the shit as we do. I think women go back to their natural you know, as, as being leaders of your society, but understanding that we work in unison and not saying, I don't need this and I don't need a man and, and we don't get into this, you know, this gender shit. So my thing is I, I focus on men. I'm not focusing on women because I've never been a woman in my life. I don't know the mentality of a woman. I don't know the physical, you know, me, what women feel every day, how they emotionally attach or, but I've been a man every day and I've been around men of strong caliber and strong, you know, um, moral compasses a, a lot of my life. So I know how to speak to that. And I know how to speak to those who have that inside of them. So that's what my focus is. Everybody got something to focus. If you go to school, if one teacher teach history, one people teaches teach this, they teach that. My, my um, subject is men and manhood. And I'm going to focus on that. So Everyone, I want you to call out woman. I'm not, that's not really my job. I learned that by being around strong women that me trying to mansplain a woman into what she needs to be doing as a man, it don't work. It actually just causes further division. When I focus on me and then it makes them want to focus on them. It makes women say, you know what? I see the men are over here focusing on them. Let us get our shit together so that we're on the same page. Okay. Well, I mean, I like the fact that you said where you see you could do something different, which is to talk about the issue. Because I think you were saying when they were trying to tell you that she makes skits, you were showing like this is a different shirt. And to your point, like there's no reason to even get into that because you don't know whether she's telling the truth or not. You could say it doesn't matter whether she's telling the truth. Let's talk about the scenario. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, and, it, and it's not an easy thing to figure out, my So. I think you should, you doing the right thing by recognizing, okay, this is what I could do different, but there's really not, you can never apologize for standing up for what you believe. Not at all. And with that said, brings us to the end of another Street Politicians episode. We appreciate all our followers, all our supporters. Make sure you follow Street at Street Politicians Pod on Instagram. And Tamika mentioned earlier, we're going to start doing some shows on Sundays where we talk about things on Street Politicians and we have issues and we have guests and we want you to tune into that. And if you haven't seen all our episodes, please tune in, go to YouTube and follow us, you know, follow um, iWoman TV. They have all of our episodes on iWoman TV and make sure that you tune in, man. This is one of the dopest shows in the world. And if you're missing it, then you're missing out on something. That is extremely, extremely the greatest number one show in the world. I'm not going to always be right. Tamika D. Mallory's not going to always be wrong. We will both always, and I mean always, be authentic. Salute. So
Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. That's how we own it! State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.